Hello and welcome to the Double Coverage Podcast. I'm Stacy Blackwood here with my co-host Jake Thomas. This is our very first podcast and we're really excited to share our love of sports with whoever may be listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at DoubleCub underscore pod. If you have something you want to share with us or talk with us about, just let us know on Twitter using the hashtag Double Coverage. And with that being said, uh, Jake, what's the first matchup we're going to talk about tonight? We're going to talk about the Michigan versus Notre Dame matchup. Um, this is, you know, going to be uh, Shea Patterson's um, first game with Michigan. You know, after he transferred from Ole Miss, um, you know, he got injured last year, um, but he's having a pretty good year before he got injured. Uh, had twenty two hundred passing yards in seven games, and had a really good game against Auburn, going thirty four fifty one for three hundred forty six yards. And uh, two TDs, so you know he's got he's got a good arm on him. Uh, the only question is, is you know Michigan be able to, you know, protect him long enough because their biggest weakness this year has got to be that offensive line. Yeah, that's true, and uh, you know Shea Patterson will definitely be an upgrade for Michigan at the quarterback position. I believe they only threw for nine passing touchdowns last season, so you figured that Shea Patterson would do better than that. You know, he's the best quarterback that John Harbaugh has since his time at Michigan. And uh, just really anxious to see how Michigan does with him at quarterback. You know, that's kind of been the excuse that we've given Jim since he's been at Michigan is that, you know, he really hasn't had a quarterback to work with. Right. So uh, we'll see how that goes there. But on Notre Dame's side, you know, they, they've they kind of got a – you know, they named Wimbush the starter, I believe. Yes. And, but it's still kind of a, you know, wait-and-see type of thing. Uh you know, both teams play solid defense, so it'll probably be a little low-scoring game. And uh, I, I think Notre Dame will probably pull this out since they're at home. That's really about the biggest reason why I think they'll win. And I'm going to say a final of 26-23. I'm going a, a different way. I'm actually going to pick Michigan. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, Wimbush getting the start. But a lot of people was talking about Ian Book coming in. Uh, to maybe be the starter later on this year. I mean, Notre Dame does have a good defense. Um, you know, they played Georgia 2019 last year. I mean, they played them well. Yeah, they played them tough. Exactly. That was Jake Fromm's first start, though. Exactly. And But, you know, later on in the year, they just got manhandled by Miami. Yeah. So they're kind of up and down. I mean, they was a 10-win team last year. Yeah, they beat LSU in the bowl game. Exactly. So – um, but I think Shea Patterson, he, like you said, he's the X factor. And I think he's going to make a play late to give Harbaugh and Michigan the victory 24-20. All right, moving on to uh, Auburn and Washington, the matchup, you know, the Chick-fil-A kickoff game in Atlanta, and the new dome, you know, the atmosphere, you know, the crowd. I'm anxious to see how well Washington travels. It's a long way. <laughs> it's a long trip for them. You know, Auburn's played there. This is like their third straight game there. Yeah. You know, they played the SEC Championship game. Then the was the Peach Bowl. Yeah, And so. now, now they got the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic there. So, Auburn will be well represented. You know, to me, it, you know, really football comes down to quarterback play, you know, and, and, and I'm anxious to see which of the two quarterbacks, you know, plays the best and really which offensive line protects the quarterback best. Right. You know, between Jack Browning and, and Jarrett Siddham, you know, they're really good quarterbacks. You know, if, if you can keep them upright, they're going to make plays for you. So, really, that's the, the key to the game to me. Uh, 
you know, both defensive lines are solid. Auburn's probably one of the most talented defensive fronts in all of college football, not just the SEC. And and Washington's solid. You know, Chris Peterson's just a he's just an outstanding coach. He he gets his guys ready to play. And uh, you know, I, I think for some reason, I think that uh, Washington's going to play just a little bit better. You know, Auburn kind of has a history of starting out a little slow in, in, in seasons. So I'm going to go Washington 21 and Auburn 20. But it could go either way. You know, both these quarterbacks are capable of taking over the game. Right. Uh, you know, Jay Brown, and he's a senior this year, but it's felt like he's been there forever. Um, you know, he, he, have, he had a good junior year. He completed sixty eight percent of his passes, um, but it, but it was a little slump compared to his sophomore season when, yeah. they, when they went to the college football playoff. Exactly, he only threw nineteen TDs last year. His sophomore year, he threw forty three. So there's a big difference there, um, but he's still a gunslinger. You yeah, know? and you know, but here's the key. Oh, you know, he talked about the offensive line for Auburn. Who's going to be running the ball for him? Right. You know. They don't. They don't have a carry on Johnson anymore. They don't have a Cameron Petway right, yeah. to hand the ball off to. Cam Martin's, you know, one hundred ninety five pounds. You know, that's it's it's hard to carry the load like Johnson did last season for Auburn. So I, that that's a real good point. I, I'm not sure that they have a thousand yard back in that backfield. You know, maybe Asa Martin steps up, but you right. know, I, I don't even think he he got the second string position. So right. we'll just kind of see on the Auburn running back situation. It, it's kind of odd because you you kind of. Usually know in a Gus Malzahn system who your who your bell cow is going to be, you know yeah. who you can count on to get you a thousand yards. So exactly that that'll be something to watch throughout the season for Auburn. Yeah, but Auburn still got a lot of talent. You know, on defense side they got uh, Deshaun Davis at linebacker. Um, he's probably they're going to be their uh, defensive captain leader this year. Yeah. Um, but I'm going I'm going to pick uh, Washington as well for a different reason. You know we. You know, um, Malzahn, he loves to go for two-point conversions, and I've never understood why he's, he does that. He's he's had a great kicker the past four years down there. He's got yeah. another one coming up, which is his brother. Right, Carlson so, brothers. Yeah, So, but he always does his two-point conversions, and I think late in the game he's going to attempt one and try to get the lead, and he's going it's going to fail. And Washington's going to end up winning. I got him winning thirty-five to thirty-four, just because hey, that reason. You know, it, it, he does have that tendency to go for go for, for two every once in a while, and mm-hmm. you know, one day that will come back to bite him. Definitely. Uh, uh, moving on now to game three, uh, we have Miami and LSU. You know, you talk about the coaching matchup here. You know, Rick was kind of run out of Georgia. Yeah. I mean, he's he's pretty much a nine to ten win win a year coach, and you know. Georgia was sick of that, so he landed at Miami. You know, they had he kind of put some energy into that program that was needed. You know, they've been down for several years now, and uh, it's it's been a good opportunity for him, and uh, he's really taking advantage of it. He's recruiting well, and then then you have Ed Orger on the other side. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people question that. You know, this is kind of a do or die season for him. Right, and. You know, LSU still has talent. You know, they got the quarterback in from Ohio State, Joe Burrow. So, and he he won the job. So, maybe they can have a little better quarterback play. That's really all they've lacked the last few yeah. seasons, you know, is, is a solid quarterback. And uh, I, this game is really intriguing to me. I'm I'm picking Miami, but I'm honestly picking them kind of reluctantly. I have them winning 30-20. to 20. 
But this is one of those games that it wouldn't surprise me to see Mark Rick lose. You know, he kind of has these games where, you know, you feel like they ought to be in the driver's seat, and for whatever reasons they seem to to slip and yeah. and, and lose. But I am going to pick Miami thirty to twenty. But like I said, it could go either way. You know, you talked about uh, Joe Burrow. He's kind of an unknown commodity because he's only thrown thirty nine passes in his career. So you know, but. Orgeron, he has, you know, he he's a good coach. He can he can coach his boys up to play. Um, but on the other side, you actually have a stud at quarterback in Malik Rogier, you know. Um, Experienced quarterback. Exactly. And he's trying to make that next step into elite status this year. Um and I mean LSU's a, a SEC West team, they're gonna have a great defense as always. But I mean with 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 the unknowns of the offense, I mean, Orgeron and LSU might have a tough time in the West this year, especially against Alabama. And you know, got an up and coming, really good Mississippi State team, and Auburn. You know, so but, and Miami may just walk in the ACC championship, ACC championship game. You never know. But I think I think LSU can play them tough for a half. But I'm picking Miami forty five seventeen. Oh wow. A uh, blowout. Yeah, and the second half going to be a blowout, I believe. Okay. Uh, well, now let's go on to game four. Uh, this one's Monday night, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a good game to watch on Labor Day. Uh, Virginia Tech at Florida State. You know, an ACC matchup right out the gate. You know, I love that. Yes. Uh, you know, Willie Taggart's new at Florida State. Yep. Justin Fuente's going into what? His, is it his third season now? I think so. At Virginia Tech. And – uh. It'll be interesting to see uh, how uh, Willie does in his first season. He mm-hmm. just named DeAndre Francois the starting quarterback, which is not a surprise. The kid can play. He yeah. was he was playing solid against Alabama. He was before he got hurt. And uh, I'm just really anxious to see how how it how that turns out for Willie. Right. You know, Francois. You know, said he uh, he got injured last year against Tide, but he's having a good game against them. Um, but you know Willie Taggart, I didn't really understand the hire. He kind of struggled. I mean, he went seven to six at Oregon, but you know, I didn't, I didn't believe he, you know, he was good enough to get that job. I think there's some other ones out, other coaches ahead of him that could have got it. And a lot of people didn't like it at Florida State, but we'll see how he does. Uh, he may, he may surprise everybody and just absolutely, you know, go off this year and and lead Florida State right into the ACC championship game. On the other side, Virginia Tech, uh, they actually uh, – their defense ranked 13th in the league last year. Um, they – and, you know, they, they got a really good defense. Really Always solid yeah, on defense. Exactly. Really good offense. Um, you know, I, I'm picking Virginia Tech 35-17 this game. One key note is that didn't change my mind, though, was Florida State has been 14-2 and in the last 16 years. Wow. Against Virginia Tech, wow. but I just think there's more talent on the Virginia Tech side than on Florida State side at the moment. Well, I, I see. I'm going. I'm going with the home team. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to go to go into Florida State and beat them on their home turf. It is. They they still have they still have good players. Jimbo Fisher did not leave the covered empty. Right. You know, I know they went six and six last season, but you know it's uh, there's a lot of talent down there. They had a lot of injuries. They you know, you could tell Jimbo had kind of checked out, and Florida State had kind of checked out on him too. They had just kind of lost their way. 
Well, when you lose your starting quarterback in the very first game of the year, that changes a whole lot. Too. It, do, it does change yeah. things, but even before that, I felt right. like the writing was on the wall that Jimbo was kind of ready to get out of there and they were ready for him to leave as well. Yeah. But I, I'm still going to pick Florida State. I think, you know, a night game in Tallahassee. You know, the, the chant will be going, you know. So I, I feel like Florida State's going to pull this one out with a last-second field goal, 23-21. to 21. And moving on to our fifth and final game, uh, we got Louisville and Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, this, <laughs> the talk all summer, or really since January 8th, at the end of the national championship game is, well, who is Alabama going to start? Jalen or Tua? Exactly. You, know, you got Jalen, who's been the starter for two years, went 26-2. and two. You know, he, he doesn't wow you throwing the ball. He's got arm talent, but he just doesn't seem to have the ability to read the defense and, you know, second and third progressions and stretch the defense with down-the-field throws. And Tua's the opposite. Tua can read the defense. He's quick decision-making skills. He lets the ball rip. You know, he hits Devontae Smith to win the championship game, you know, with a with a dime. Beautiful. Beautiful throw. So it's it's really going to be interesting who Saban picks. I don't even think after this game it'll be decided. I think they'll probably both play. I feel like Alabama has a much better team. Louisville's made the mistake of talking trash. Right. The only thing that 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 is a little, uh, I don't know, a little I, I, scary is not really the right, right word, but uh, you know Louisville's got some big tall receivers. Alabama's got a young secondary. Bobby Petrino knows how to coach offense, how to coach quarterbacks, how to stretch the field. So, you know, early in the game, it'll see. It'll be interesting to see how well Alabama's young secondary can hold up against the experienced big wide receivers of Louisville. But uh, I, I'm going to go with Alabama, 38-17. I think Louisville kind of hangs around maybe the first quarter, quarter and a half of the game. But, you know, Alabama kind of puts the pedal to the metal and they, they kind of roll away from it and – uh, I got up and win 38-17. You know, this could end up in a bloodbath. You know, all the t- trash talking, you know, Saban's been letting his guys know all week. So, you know, they're already talking smack about you, you know. And I, if I was a coach or a player, you know, if, if a sports journalist asked me, hey, uh, can y'all beat Bama, you know, or talk bad about Bama or anything, I wouldn't say a word I would tell my players to say a word either because no, you don't poke the bear. No, you do not poke the bear. He's been asleep for all summer. Do not poke him right before a game. But you know, the the question mark for Alabama is the of course the big one is the quarterback situation. But like Stacy said, was the the secondary. And yes, Petrina knows how to coach an offense, and and knows how to coach a quarterback. But Saban is a secondary coach, you know, so he that's what his specialty. Yeah. And I think he's going to have his boys ready. He's been telling them all week, hey, you know, they've been talking trash. We're going to go out there and play our game. If Alabama plays Alabama football, nobody in, the, nobody in, in you know, in the college can beat them. The only way Alabama loses is if they make mistakes and lose, you know, they, yeah. they screw I mean, them. we've seen it yeah. time and time again over, you know, Saban's career at Alabama. You have to have elite quarterback play, yep. and Alabama has to be a little bit off. Exactly. Yep. For for you to win, I mean, I, I, we're both Alabama fans, yeah. but we're realistic. Exactly. I mean, I, it's just it's just the truth. 
if Alabama don't help you a little bit and your quarterback's not playing elite football in that game, yeah, you're probably not going to beat Alabama. Exactly. So it, it will be tough for a little while. I mean, and they didn't help themselves run their mouths, you know, just keep your mouth shut and play football. Right. So uh, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen. I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's the first weekend of college football. Right. Texas A&M's playing right now as we're recording this podcast. You know, I'm interested to see how Jimbo does this season, yeah. his first year down there. You know, they get they host Clemson next week. Right, that's going to be a big What a big game, game that's going to be. Uh, you know, it's My, just a really exciting year. Yeah. Um, one other thing about Alabama, mm-hmm. um, quarterback situation we're talking about, you know, I like Jalen. I mean, I was I was even – and Stacey Tay was testing through the championship game. I was big on Jalen even in the second half because, I mean – It's hard to bail on a guy. He's 26 and 2. He's, he's, he's won so many games. And and both of them losses could be playing on the defense. The the one he lost, Clemson, the national championship game, that was the defense. Defense could not hold Deshaun Watson back. Yeah, but to, to be fair to the defense, yeah. they played a lot of plays because the offense – couldn't couldn't stay on the field. Right. And a lot of that was due to the inability to throw the ball down the field right. against Clemson. And Jalen had After some, Bo Scarborough went down. Right. And Jalen had some big moments. Like Ole Miss a couple of years ago, yeah, he led us years. back. I mean, from a big deficit at halftime, led us back. Uh, Mississippi State last year, he led us back from that deficit. But, you know, my my prediction, of course, I believe Alabama's going to win. I think they're going to win big. Um because of trash talk, Saban's gonna have his guys ready. Uh, I'm picking Bama, of course, fifty-five to fourteen. Um, but I, my personal opinion, I think Tua will start, and Jalen will have some some sets. Yeah. To to play along, you know, keep him fresh and up in the. The truth you know, is, we could. His, there's a chance we could see three quarterbacks in this game. Oh I mean, yeah. Mac Jones could get in the game as well, and you know he played well in the spring game too. So, I, yeah. the truth is, I think Alabama has three capable quarterbacks. Yes. And, uh, you know, really, until Alabama plays Auburn, I, I'm not sure that they would lose a game with Mac Jones as the starter. No. You know, it, it, the schedule's pretty weak. You know, when, when Alabama scheduled Louisville, they were probably counting on Lamar Jackson to still be there. Right. So that would make Louisville a much better team. You know, they kind of have an unknown with Juwan Pass at quarterback. So. Yeah. But I'm really excited for the season. You Man, know, me it's, too. It's, it's, it's real fun getting started. Uh, you know, we haven't even touched on the Urban Meyer situation. You know, maybe it's something we can dive into on a week that's kind of slow or if something else might happen. But, right. You know, I'm really looking forward to the season. Uh, you know, we, we, we spoke about Jimbo in the, in the SEC. You know, is Ed Orgeron going to get it turned around at LSU? Uh, and, you know, Auburn, you know, they have a really tough schedule. And they, they have a good defense, so that will keep them in every game. But, you know, if Auburn drops a few games – you know, how how is the fan base going to react to Gus Malzahn then? Exactly. You know, and they just gave him that contract extension. So there's a lot of storylines. You know, how much longer is Nick Saban going to coach? Right. I mean, he'll be 67 years old in October. You know, and uh, it, it's just amazing all the storylines each year. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to the season. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We haven't even really talked about Georgia. Right. I mean, they, they, they've got a lot coming back on offense other than the running backs, but – I, I think with Jake Fromm, he's he's a solid quarterback. I mean, he's not Matthew Stafford, but he's a really solid quarterback. And they have the freshman uh, Fields who who can play as well. Yep. And uh, you know, I think it hurt their running back depth when Zamir White went down with the ACL injuries. But DeAndre Swift is 
a top five back in the country talent wise. Definitely, he's a playmaker. You know, Kirby will probably have the defense playing playing. You know, real uh, solid defense. You know, they they won't make many mistakes. They they'll probably miss Roquan Smith because that's not yes. just somebody you can replace. So that that's that'll be interesting to watch. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. You know, they play they play at South Carolina the second game of the year. That'll be a lot of fun to watch. I'm really excited about that game. You know, it's just going to be a fun season, and uh, we're going to be here with you the whole season. We're going to be making these one of these podcasts every week, and uh, we just look forward to it. And you know, that's you got anything to add to that, Jake? No, we're yeah, we're we're excited. If uh, we told you our uh, Twitter earlier, um, if you you know, we're not going to just stick to the SEC. You know, we did some ACC teams tonight, but if you have a team you want to specifically talk about, we will. You we'll just, talk about it. We love yeah. we love, we just love college football, right? And we'll be we're excited about college hoops starting up this year too. Yep. We can't wait for that. You know, we're both big Braves fans, so we can talk about baseball. Whatever you guys want to talk about, right. we'll talk about. Yeah, we're we're, we're here to, you know, to, to for the listeners to enjoy it, and we hope that you know people find our podcast and enjoy it, and you know we look we look forward to making more of these. Definitely. So with that, this is the first episode of Double Coverage, and we look forward to talking to you again. See, See you. y'all.